Welcome to the HR Huddle Podcast, presented by Sapient Insights Group, the ultimate resource for all things HR. It's time to get in the huddle. Welcome to the HR Huddle Podcast and to this episode of Spilling the Tea on HR Tech. I'm Stacey Harris. And I'm Kim Seals. Thank you for joining us in the huddle. Make sure you subscribe to be in the know. Today, we have got a fresh brew of all the hottest news in HR tech. iSIMS is potentially going public. UKG is acquiring great places to work. And Paylocity is buying an international payroll vendor, Blue Marble. It's a hot week in the HR tech news space. First, can T be exciting? Because this one is causing a huge stir iSIMS is going public, or so we think, based off of the paperwork they're filing. For those who might not know who iSIMS is, they are a talent and recruiting cloud platform based out of New Jersey with over 4,000 customers. And if you know them from our research at Sapien Insights Group, you know that they have the highest number of adoption rates for organizations who don't already have a talent suite or a ERP system that they're using for their recruiting platform. So as a standalone recruiting application, they really are number one in the market, including 40% of the Fortune 100. Kim, for our listeners who might not know, what does it mean for a company to file their S1? Stacey, that's, that's a great question because this is really a setup for them going public. Here's how it works. The SEC Form S1 is the registration required for U.S. companies who want to be listed on the National Stock Exchange. It's a really big deal because it usually does signal that a company is planning to file for an IPO, which is an initial public offering. This means they're going to have to disclose a lot of information, information on how they plan to use their capital proceeds, details about their current business model and their competition, what's their offering price methodology, any dilution that will occur to other listed securities, and provide a perspective of the planned security itself. So basically, we'll get a really good look at what's happening behind the closed doors at ISIMS. One other note, Stacey, when I was looking at the paperwork, I saw that ISIMS intends to list its common stock on the NASDAQ stock market under the ticker symbol of TLNT. So does this mean a name change is coming? I thought TLNT was a magazine. (laughs) It it is. In the HR tech space and HR space, it's a well-known magazine. Many of us have written for it. But I also know that iSIMS has been really pushing hard to move into the talent management space for some time, adding onboarding not too long ago, talking a lot more about their role in the talent management market. And we know this is a high-profile space. When Paycor raises $426 million in IPO above their target, and when companies like Checker raise $250 million, not to besmirch background check companies, but, <laughs> okay, anything to say there. <laughs> Moving on, UKG acquires great place to work. The second cup makes me feel all warm and fuzzy, like chamomile tea, because it brings culture to the conversation of talent and HR. Here's what you need to know about this acquisition. Great places to work isn't a huge company, just about 150 employees. But they currently have 3,000 customers in the U.S. alone and 7,000 customers with certified affiliates around the world. So they really touch a lot of large organizations. 
significant opportunity for UKG to really expand not only on the idea of culture and improving the brand, but to also expand globally. The organization is led by Michael Bush as CEO, and he's going to continue to stay with UKG under the deal for about five years. That, I think, is a really important comment on this acquisition because what UKG is hoping to be able to do is really bring together the idea of how do I create a great place to work through the certification and the indexes that Great Places to Work has offered over the last several years, as well as how do I bring that into the HR's purview from a role perspective? And just a a quick backup for those who don't know who UKG is, they are the original Ultimate and Kronos merger that happened over this summer. Together, those organizations now have over 15,000 customers. And so this is going to be a really big deal to bring together all those different types of customers who are working on culture and HR and technology and workforce management. We're expecting that UKG will start to offer their customers some sort of a connection to the Great Places to Work certification and assessments by January of next year. And we're going to see that a lot of organizations are going to, I think, take advantage of how this is embedded in performance management and talent management offerings. What I think will be really interesting is to see if this is going to elevate the life work journey conversation that we've been seeing going on at UKG and give an even greater voice to the employee through the opportunity to comment on their company's culture and on their company's uh, direction that they're heading. Kim, can you talk a little bit more about how else this is going to play out in the industry? When I first heard about this deal and started to learn more about some of the details that you just shared, my first thought was around the Glint and Microsoft deal and how this really competes squarely with what Microsoft has been trying to do with Glint. The question I have as, you know, from my HR transformation background and working with organizations on their people and talent strategies, do we really think people managers are ready for this? You know, as we think about solutions that meet people managers where they are versus where they might still be trying to go, I'm always sort of cautiously skeptic about whether or not giving people managers these real-time insights is actually going to make a difference. Many of them are still trying to figure out the day-to-day of managing their teams and keeping them happy and, and all that good stuff. So when you throw in all this extra data, do you think they know how to use it? That's the first question that always comes to my mind. I know ADP did this first with Marcus Buckingham and that integration with their uh, people strengths offering. But Stacy, from your perspective, have we really seen any measurable progress on people managers making better real-time decisions and actually using these types of tools? That's a great question, Kim. I mean, I think that what we've seen in the market is high interest in benchmarking. Over 40% of organizations in our survey last year said that they are doing some form of benchmarking. So people are really interested in seeing how they compare at some level with other organizations whether that's on culture or spending or anything else around the compensation space as well. It's been a bit of a struggle to pull all these pieces together inside of organizations. I think the one thing that's in the benefit that's in the sort of positive side here for UKG is that Ultimate, who acquired Perception not too long ago, a few years back, did a really nice job of integrating that sort of feedback and management insight into their performance management process already. So I think they have some experience and a roadmap for how to do this. 
that we haven't seen in some of the other vendors who are doing this kind of work. Yep. So we shall see, right? Yeah. In one last point, Stacey, I, I want to go back to what you mentioned earlier about Michael Bush continuing to lead great places as it operates as a standalone company within the UKG brand. I would say they need to watch out for silos. If they really want to accomplish everything that you've just laid out, it's going to be really important that great places doesn't continue to operate in some kind of silo. Yeah, silos is a challenge for any acquisition, but I think this particular organizations have the people and I would assume with what they're doing now, the culture to maybe manage that issue. For our final tea, a rare Midwestern brew, Illinois-based Paylocity acquires Chicago's Blue Marble payroll for $60 million in cash. Quick background for our listeners. Paylocity, a leading provider of the cloud-based HR and payroll software solution, was founded in 1997, publicly traded since 2014, so big in the market. And in 2020, they were ranked as number nine on Fortune's fastest-growing companies in the world. 25,000 customers. They have over $550 million in revenues, 70 million in profit. This is an organization that is expanding rapidly. This purchase of Blue Marble, though, takes them in a whole different direction. For most organizations that they serve, usually the small business market from 50 employees to 200 employees, global payroll's not a huge conversation. But for the market that Paylocity is trying to get into is they're moving up market Global payroll is a much bigger picture. And this longtime partner will bring them some real capacity here. They help organizations manage payroll outside the U.S. for over 150 different countries. This is a timely topic, Stacey. We recently got asked about global payroll in a client meeting. And one of the things that uh, we know from our HR Tech Annual System Survey, that you obviously know better than most, is that 60% of U.S. headquartered global multinationals say their payroll vendor meets their needs most of the time. From my perspective, I don't really see this as a burning platform, if you will, to have a truly global payroll solution. From my HR transformation background and work I've done with big global organizations, they're pretty happy when they can get to an 80-20 solution when they can get at least 80% of their employees on a global platform and then figure out some other solution for the other 20%, because that tends to likely be less than five employees here or there in various countries. And there's just no way that they can can expect to get 100% of their employees on a global payroll platform. Kim, you're so right. I mean, ADP is probably the most complete global payroll solution in the market. And we see that If an organization has a lot of different countries that they're trying to manage, they have something like an ADP that will do a lot of aggregation. But even they will tell you that they have relationships with in-country organizations and they have aggregator tools that bring the information to the top. So this really is a, a situation where the amount of investment in the technology is being done at an aggregator level, not at the local country level, because it just, as you said, doesn't make financial sense. What we're seeing is that global payroll is a complex conversation, but for the most part, there's no return on investment for trying to get every single employee when there's onesies and twosies in each country into your environment. What I do think for Paylocity is that this is going to be a real opportunity for them to move up market. There's opportunity there for them to include bigger companies in their conversation. For sure. That's it for this episode of Spilling the Tea on HR Tech. We'll be back in two weeks with another fresh brew. 
Until then, make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button and tune in weekly to our other shows. Per my last email, where we dig into diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies with Pam Jeffords and HR We Have a Problem with me, where we break down the biggest HR blunders and leave you with actionable advice. Because when everything goes to hell in a handbasket, it's time to huddle up with a crew you can count on. We will see you in the HR huddle.